Blog Talk Radio. the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of high-frequency living worldwide. I'm Mari, and I am glad to be back with you. I know that everybody is kind of kicking into gear now. If you're listening to this later on than when it's being recorded, it's we're going into the fall season, and, uh, you know, it's always a, a quick sprint through the fall down into the holidays. So... I think there's also a lot of reflection um, as we get back into our routines. We're coming out of those dog days of summer, and we're starting to get more active going into the fall harvest. And I came across a thought today. Actually, I, as I drive during the day, um, wherever I'm going, errands or to see my horse or whatever, as I drive, I get downloads of, of, of information, and I'm always recording into my voice memo. I actually showed my class the other day. I have over 1,400 um, voice memos in my phone because <laughs> I channel for myself, which is what I teach them to do. And um, what came out the other day is there was a question, and the question I was thinking about, you know, this week and what the, you know, just speaking to a few people about various things, people, you know, friends and what have you. And the question came up, is your confidence in crisis? So I generally work with and and certainly know, you know, very successful people, um, people who have have some track record of, of managing to get what they've desired, um, they've had great careers, they've had, you know, great relationships and what have you. But there is always a point where your confidence starts to dip. Now, one of the, I was doing private sessions this week, and I, last week, and I heard one of the girls said, well, what do you, when will I always be confident? When will I always be, you know, even? And the point is that if you're always, if that was going to ever happen, you would never have any stretch or growth, right? So if your confidence is starting to drop, it may be that you're starting to rise. And today I want to go into that process because there's a lot of counterintuitive things that are happening when you're working with frequency and when you're tuning into manifesting and you're tuning into using your energetic abilities overlaying over your physical abilities and integrating those two. So what I focus on is getting you as fluent in your 5D, 5th dimensional and above abilities, your energetic frequency as you are, 
in your physical abilities and your logic and your you know analytical ability and your physical senses. I want your energetic senses, which you're all born with, to be as robust and as reliable and as confident building as your physical senses are. And if you don't even know that those frequencies exist and those those senses exist for you and that you are actually born with them, then yes, it is difficult. And um, I think, though, with where we're at now in our energetic history, and I like to give a little mini energetic history lessons, now that we're in the 2020s, we're way further along than we were back in the 2010s and in the early 2000s when it comes to understanding and at least having heard of things like manifesting. Um, it started off in the success coaching business with, you know, doing massive action and, you know, positive thinking and all of that. And it sort of has now evolved into the conversations around you can have what you desire with your thoughts and your thoughts create reality and heart coherence and brain coherence and all these big consciousness and conscious awareness and all of these different conversations. When we bring them down to practical terms, though, and we start to try to operationalize that in our own lives with our own issues, the things that really matter to us, right? Not the little trite things like, oh, yeah, I need a parking space, but like the bigger things, the things like your bills, like your family, like your decisions for your health, decisions for your your money, um, creating, having the courage to create something new that hasn't been done before. And I know that I love, love, love working with entrepreneurs because generally entrepreneurs have to go off the beaten path at some point. They generally have to kind of create things as they go. They have to be highly intuitive to make decisions because they don't have a big corporate team telling them what to do. And they have to also do that under a, a good chunk of pressure because they, a lot of times a one-woman, one-man show um, don't have all the resources that a big company might have, and they have to have a lot of ingenuity and tenacity and, and, and what have you. So generally I find that people who are, are entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs really fill up my classes because they've realized that basic logic and analytical abilities and you know, sort of a curriculumized, I just made up a word, <laughs> system uh, of approaching their dreams and desires doesn't work, right? Because when you are being called forward, when you are going on a mission, on a calling, you're feeling called forward to your passion, you're feeling called forward to being in a mission-based, and I'm not talking about religious, I'm talking about feeling this deep thing within you that this is your your path, okay, or this is your passion and this passion now is spilling into helping other people in that particular category, you start to ask questions because the normal rules don't apply, right? Because you may be doing something that you haven't done before. Maybe you solved a, a huge problem for yourself and now you're trying to figure out, well, how can I help other people solve this problem and nobody's really talked about this before, or people have, but in a different way. And so you need to, to get information that, you know, from your own higher self, from your own inner guidance, because that's going to be the most accurate for you to do what that mission is, or to even find out what that mission is, or to figure out, well, is it a passion or a calling? 
Is it something that I'm excited about for myself? Or is it something that I'm being called forward to help other people with? And when you're able to speak with your higher self really directly, uh, very fluently, like I'm speaking with you now, and that higher self is going to respond to you in kind and give you those ideas and give you those downloads and, and give you contextual answers. When you're able to consult with that, then you're consulting with the infinite. And when you can consult with the infinite, then anything is truly possible. And you are now in your catalog of potentials. You're in your catalog of where your expansion lies. Because if you can get out there and you can create something that really makes people's hearts sing, that solves a problem that they thought was unsolvable, that truly gives them a sense of awe or joy or wonder or restoration, that's when really your gateways really, really open because then all of the material things, they, you know, I, I never like to say, oh, material things don't matter because they do. You know, having a comfortable life and, and, and a lavish life even is, is a wonderful thing. I mean, that's what the universe is about, pure and unadulterated abundance, right? But having a purposeful life in the sense of feeling that inner connection and then having that inner connection be so strong, so beautiful, that it can spill out into the outer. And whether it's people observing you or people observing your joy and saying, wow, look at that. I want to do that too. Or it's people who, you know, they're, they're just in a, in, a, in a dark space and you, give, you help to be their lighthouse. You know, when, you, when you're in your joy, then you give other per- people permission to be in theirs. And so it's important that you can find your confidence. And confidence, and this is, you know, one of the big reasons why I wanted to talk about this today, as you're going through the manifesting phases, and there's several different phases of it, but as you're getting better and better at, you know, you're getting kind of past the dabbling and you want to get a little bit deeper, a lot deeper, so that you have, okay, I have this goal, I want this thing by X, Y, Z date, or, you know, um, I need this piece to do the next piece or whatever you're thinking of, and you go and you decide to do your own manifesting process, whatever that might be. One of the things that happens when, especially when you're getting out of kind of the beginner's luck area, because generally I, I really talk to people who are more intermediate and now moving into advanced. And when you get out of that beginner's luck kind of, you know, curiosity mode and you start to get into commitment mode, I want to get fluent in this because I need this to, to accomplish what I want to accomplish. And you say, okay, that's it. I'm going for this. I want to accomplish blah, blah, blah. I want that beach house so I can do my retreats with my beautiful coaching clients and have these wonderful outcomes and transformations for people. Look, they're using that. Then the first thing that happens is space needs to be made. So a lot of times what will happen is things start to get worse. And I say worse in air quotes, meaning things start to drop away. Big distinction. I was just talking to my classes about it the other day, and I want to bring it to you guys as well. 
because I think this is a real backbone for you to start to consider. And that is that what you desire is already there. What you don't, the reason why you don't have it is there's something that's on you that needs to drop away so you can be the version of you that already has the thing that you're desiring. So truly, instead of manifesting being kind of this add to you, add to you, add to you, it's really uncover you, uncover you, uncover you. Uncover the version of you that is confident and happy and joyful and in this beautiful relationship or on the trip to Greece or, you know, creating this amazing coaching program in your business and having your first big retreat and having your, you know, transformational experiences with your clients and what have you. So you have that unfold. So so what that is is that version of you is right there already. If you just if you're desiring it, it's already there. And then what happens is there's an uncovering so that you can feel the realization of that. And that uncovering means that things that don't fit that drop away. And what I've found is that when things start to drop away, people get really surprised. They feel like, okay, wait a second. This change is supposed to be easy. And if you're asking for big transformative change, which most people are when they're coming into a manifesting space, they want these big sweeping changes. They want the new house, the relationship. They want all this money and all these different things, and that's great. But there's a lot of smaller things underneath that. Like your first, your higher self is going to say, okay, well, that's great. Everything already exists that they want, that you want. Everything already exists. There is a parallel reality with that version of you already exists. So you choose what you want in your, you know, your bucket list. And you say, okay, this is what I, I desire. I want this big transformational coaching business that's going to really you know, be centered around retreats and, and help people. And then all of a sudden, your higher self starts to talk to you about what about your fear of public speaking? It's time to, and you start seeing articles about it, and then it brings it up to you. Or you start hearing, your, or you just start to feel like, hmm, I'd love to do that, but gosh, I mean, how many people could I have in the room? And I don't really like the speaking part, but I love the transformation part. And, you know, and, you know but I'm so exhausted doing one-on-one work, and now I really want to do group work, but I'm scared to do the group work. And so your fear is the first thing that your higher self brings up to you so that because in order for you to receive what you're asking for, your yes has to be very consistent. So if you say, I want this thing, you can, and in my class we do a 300-piece bucket list. They can pick anything on that bucket list. If they're thinking about that from a manifesting perspective, you want that thing, then you have to have a strong yes all the way through. I'm open to receive it. I'm willing to accept it. I'm able to allow it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm open to receive it. I'm willing to accept it. I'm able to allow it. Yes, yes, yes. And if you, there's an, a no or a well or a yes and or a yeah but or a if only, you've put a boulder in between you and the actualization of the thing that you're trying to manifest. And so the Thing that happens when you say, I would like this 
transformational retreat business, the first thing that happens is you'll go into some sort of, you're asked to do public speaking and you choke. Like at the invitation, you don't want to do it. And then you, you procrastinate and you turn it down. And what and you say, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe it. Look at all this fear that's brought up. Oh, I thought this was supposed to be manifesting. I thought this is just supposed to come to me and it's going to be comfortable. The change doesn't come through comfort. The change comes through your yes. So in order, you have to get comfortable with things dropping away. And instead of assigning the meaning of those things dropping away as, oh, my God, now it's creating a crisis and I thought they said, and this was supposed to be easy, and, oh, that coach I hired should have warned me, and I need a psychic, and all those things. Instead, going in and saying, okay, hire self, something's dropping away here. Wow, my relationship just went south, or my job just went south. And this is not to make you afraid. It's just to say, if things start to drop away or start to get jangly and jagged, when you're making your manifestation declarations and you're doubling down, you're saying, no, I'm going for this, I'm getting this thing, then the quest, instead of getting into that victim mode, oh, I'm suffering, oh, oh, I can't believe this is all happening to me, oh, this is us, the more empowered, energetically empowered thing, which you always want to stay in your energetic power, is to say, okay, this is dropping away. Yes, I'm grieving. Grief is a cleansing. It is fine. It is healthy, you know, especially, you know, within the parameters, as long as it's not like, you know, chronic to the point where you're immobilized and then you need some professional support. But grief in general might is, is, you know, if if you're sad, you're allowed to be sad. That's not what I'm talking about here. But there's a point where you have to say, okay, so then, yes, I'm sad and what's falling away, what's either you can ask what's falling away or you can ask what's arising up out of this or you can ask both, right? So there's two systems that kind of work hand in hand and that is your emotions and your thoughts. And if your thoughts, and they work neutrally, so if your thoughts are constantly negative and you're constantly in victim mode and you're constantly assuming you're suffering and you're constantly demanding other people let you suffer, <laughs> you know, and, and saying, you know, don't tell me that today. I don't want to hear that today because I'm, I know this is this and this is that and there's nothing I can do and all that other kind of stuff. Then you're using your thoughts and your very emphatic emotions of, anger and dread and lack and suffering and all those things, blaming and guilting and all that against yourself because you have those thoughts that are very clear, things don't work for me, and then those emotions, lack and yearning and wasting away and complaining and lamenting and, you know, and, and feeling fear and dread and anger and all of those things. So then you're using your negative thoughts and then you're backing it up with major emotions, and then you're sending yourself deeper and deeper into the well of the no's, of no, I'm not going to receive, I'm not open to receive what I'm asking for. 
the one thing that people don't understand that I noticed in, in classes and stuff and when I talk to people is they don't understand that by suffering, the universe is going to go around and try to prove them out of the suffering. Because a lot of people try to put human 3D mental mind behaviors on an energetic force. So that came from formal religion, like this God that's supposed to be like a father and you're a kid and you have to sort of, like you would a teenager go ask dad for the car and, well, did you do your homework and did you do this? Well, no, and oh, your sister's more important than you today because she's got a test tomorrow and you don't. You know, all that kind of stuff. The universe doesn't work like that. So a lot of people, they say, well, I'm not worthy unless I'm suffering because they only got attention when they were suffering. So they feel like in order for the universe to pay attention, they have to suffer. So a lot of people put themselves as an unnecessary suffering, unnecessary struggle the bigger the thing they desire, the more struggle they put themselves in because then it will seem like a bigger reason for the universe to pay attention. Unfortunately, you're using the laws against yourself when you do that because whatever you have, those two systems, thoughts and emotions working together, whether negative or positive, and they're really, really fully, like very pure as yearning and longing and lacking and feeling really adamant that things aren't going your way and panicking and you know, constantly thinking about the worst case scenario and just being in that downtrodden suffrage, you know, resistant to change sort of ball you get yourself into. Universe can't go around you and prove you out of it because you're using your free will to say no. So that confidence, the crisis, you know, if you're if you're feeling like you've lost your confidence, one of the big questions you want to ask yourself is, am I really saying no <laughs> with my behavior, with my dominant thoughts? And I've done a, you know, a couple of shows already this season about you know, your hidden ways of saying no, so I'm not going to go into that. You can listen to that in the archives. But, but the point still remains that if you're feeling like, okay, my confidence is off to the point where I'm just feeling mobilized, I don't know what to do. And it seems like all the things that you used to do are closing or they're closed, or, they, or you, you usually could do this, like you could go by the seat of your pants and things, you kind of land on your feet, and then all of a sudden you start hitting walls and you're not landing on your feet and things are just not kind of coming through. Does, what does that mean? And you could say, oh my gosh, you know, there it is. There it is. I should have never gotten into this stuff in the first place. I should have just stuck with what my mother already said. Always said, just I should have just kept myself small and thought very, you know, limited. And I should have just, I should, I should, I should, I should have. Stop should have being yourself, <laughs> okay? You're in the present moment. Anything is possible in the present moment. And if things are really feeling like every door has shut, then guess what you should do? Sit down. Just shut up. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Just sit down. Get in your meditation chair. If you don't have one, figure one out. Go for a walk at the beach or at the lake or out in nature or your park or whatever without the dog, without all the distractions, without the headphones and all that, and just listen to nature and say, show me. Show me out of my own way. 
because generally if things are locking up, it's because things are dropping away and you're about to have that big small step that you need to take that changes everything. Big change happens in very tiny packages. Big change happens from a decision, a phone call, a Google search, a hunch to get, a hunch. Your higher self will come in a hunch. It'll enter the smallest opening you can give it if you let it. And if you say, look, I, your, your, your 3D mental mind needs to express itself. So you can say, a lot of people come in like trying to be positive with me. Like when people get on a phone call with me to do a frequency assessment, and I, you know, I do this assessment with you, and I ask you a series of questions, and we figure out where's your 5G frequency, what, what are you missing, what do you have, you know, kind of how, how are you rolling right now. And, um, <laughs> and people get on a call with me. They say, "Oh, everything's wonderful." I, you know, I'm, I'm just really positive, and because they think that's what I want to hear. They've seen me on TV, or they see me on, you know, here at the radio, or read the books, or whatever, and they think I want to hear about positive thinking. I don't want to hear that because I can read your energy and know it's not the case. Because if I ask three more questions, then all, then the, the floodgates open to, "Oh my God, this is horrible, and this is horrible, and this is horrible, and this is horrible." So I don't need the sort of preamble of how positive and intuitive and all that stuff you are. I want to hear what, what's really happening because generally there's, you know, I can help you get out of your own way and we can see that whatever it is you're desiring is trying to make its way through by dropping away things that no longer serve you or that are not a part of the vibration of where you're trying to go or by bringing things to your attention so that you can heal or fix or take care of them because that healing is a very big part of the desired place that you want to be. So if we stop thinking of these things as this never-ending journey and searching for this endlessly exhausting, you know, goal that always is eluding you and say, wait a second, if I'm frustrated, confused, and feeling like I'm losing my confidence, maybe, if you're going to ask from a 3D perspective, that's how you, what you would say. But from a 5D perspective, you could say, huh, energy, frequency seems to be slowing. What do I need to be aware of so that I can move forward with ease or with momentum. I think if you're super advanced and you kind of get all this stuff, then to say that I want something with ease means something very different than if you're sort of starting out and you think, oh, I want something with ease, and then you think in your head, oh, it's, but it's, and it's supposed to be easy. Because change is only as easy as your mental mind is flexible. So if your mental mind is very attached to your routines and your way of being, and, you know, I, I have friends who are not in my classes who say things like, oh, well, it's because my parents were like this. This is where I got this from. And they, they've gone through the mental health approach, so they kind of can tell all the story and the, 
the woundings and the dark side and the shadow of this and the all these other things. And they get very defined by those things. And then they take their assessment of themselves and they lead with the assessment and sort of hold that as a self-definition. It's not locking through that that's going to be different. And it might you might get some surface difference, but then you end up sort of back in the same dynamic. It's like, you know, they say, okay, you date four guys or you date one guy four times, meaning like you keep getting the same guy over and over again. And he's not so good, <laughs> but he's just like different guy, different nationality, different age, but it's the same dynamic because your frequency hasn't changed with the men or the women or, 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 right? So you have this very important job going forward to start to look at yourself from an, both a physical perspective and an energetic perspective. And if the physical is jamming up, then stop and switch to what is the frequency on this? What do I need most to know most right now? What's dropping away that's revealing to me exactly what my true desires are? You know, you might say, I want the perfect relationship, and all of a sudden money gets really tight, and it forces you to have to do, you know, budgets and figure out your, you know, your stock options or get a financial manager or whatever, and you think, oh, man, now my relationship's on hold again. Nope, your relationship is throttling forward because if you went in there in a brutal financial position for the type of person that you want to be with, that you want to be partners with, you will end up falling apart because it's your one of your bases of, of insecurities, and that will put a lot of burden on a relationship with the type of person that you would really like to be in relationship with. So your higher self will, you know, the, your your frequency will say, oh, okay, I'm shifting to this new relationship of, you know, my dreams. And then your frequency has to shift to be that person who can be in that relationship. Not only be in it, not only enter it, but you need to ask for sustaining it too. So whether you're asking for money or houses or cars or people <laughs> in your world, Whatever it is you want to say, I, I would like this, but I also want to sustain it, right? And saying I want it and saying I want to know how to sustain it is two very different directives to, from a frequency-based perspective. So one of the, you know, the telltale signs that you're manifesting is throttling ahead and you're closer than you think of it coming to fruition is things will sometimes come to seem when you want a screeching halt. Things will almost go dark. You say it's always darkest before the dawn, right? These things actually did come from a frequency-based thing, but then kind of got lost in society and <laughs> became cliche, right? But things can get kind of slow and get seemingly dark, like all of your answers that you normally have aren't coming. And then if your answers that you normally have aren't working or uh, the answers that you normally get aren't coming, then you're not asking the right question. And the right question often is, just 
don't talk. Okay, you know what? I'm turning this over to you. That might be the right the right statement. Show me. Show me my next step. The other thing is instead of saying show me the biggest outcome, saying show me the next step. Because most things that you're desiring are going to have a sense of unfolding. Now, if you're working in 5D and you're actually fluent in it, then that fluency will help you to eliminate a lot of steps because your 5D self is never going to take you to the same steps that your intellect will. I hear people say, oh, I'm going to go on this, I'm going to do this thing. and But, you know, I could, it, 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 it's probably like a year out. I spoke to somebody today uh, and, and they were like, oh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a year before I can get a new job. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know what? Frequency-wise, it seems like it's going to be like November. It can't possibly be. It has to be a year because that's the way my profession works. Okay, but frequency doesn't work like that. Oh, but it has to be a Okay. I said, all right, do you, do you. It's going to be a year. But that was a telltale example of someone who is clueless about how energetic frequency works and how energetic infrastructure works. 5D infrastructure versus 3D infrastructure and I, I have a new book coming out in uh, the spring, in January ish, <laughs> maybe February. You know, early first quarter of next year. And um, one of the things I talk about is energetic infrastructure. And there's 3D, three D, third dimensional, you know, physical infrastructure. So we have things like laws of gravity and um, you know uh, our physical senses and our our mental intellect and our ability to be rational and analytical and, and, and also all the heavier emotions, blame, shame, guilt, fear, um, you know, logic, analysis, all of that's part of this 3D infrastructure and time and space and linearity, things like, you know, one plus two plus three, right? Well, then on the 5D side, the infrastructure is no time, no space, no linearity. Everything is the present moment. Everything's available. Everything is infinite. It's governed by your higher self. It's governed by energetic communications, energetic healing, energetic alchemy, energetic infrastructure, energetic hygiene to take care of all of that. And so that whole side of your dashboard that you're born with, you're born with an entire frequency version of yourself. So this is not spirituality. This is not dogma. This is not, you know, any of the energetic sciences like neurology or astrology or anything. This is your frequency-based education. This is the energetic side of you, which makes up about 80% of you. And that's where that, so that infrastructure is really important to understand because when you start to dabble in things like, and then step into with commitment, things like your manifesting, your alchemy abilities, your ability, alchemy, meaning your ability to bring something, uh, to transform something from, the non-physical into the physical. That, when you start to step into that, then you're on energetic infrastructure. So there's no time-space linearity. But if you're trying to force-fit that alchemy process into a 3D intellect and you're trying to make it, you force it to live by 3D rules, you're going to be sitting waiting for a long time. It doesn't work like that. So when you you go into a meditation or you go for your nature walk or whatever you're doing and whatever process you're using for your manifestation um, practice, you're asking in 5D because you're closing your eyes or you're, you know, 
trans like or journaling, but you're transfixed on that, you know, kind of open, like, you know, feeling the emotions and feeling the scene and all that stuff, you're asking in fifth dimensional and above frequency. Because you're put you're settling yourself down so that you can get clear on what you're asking for. Then you open your eyes and you're like, oh, man, the baby's crying. Oh, the car needs an oil change. Oh, the dog has to get walked. Oh, my gosh, i got to balance my checkbook. And you go, you switch so far back into 3D that you almost feel sad about what you asked for because you feel like now you've gone into, you're more into the, it's not here yet. And how am I going to get that done? And, oh, maybe I have to get a second job. Maybe I have to talk to my husband about refinancing the house or whatever it is. And you then you say, Ugh, I don't, I don't have the confidence for that. So that crisis and confidence is really a lack of understanding of infrastructure. Because even when you come out of those 5D kind of, you know, practices, the meditations, the visualization, all that stuff, and you come back into your 3D waking state, your 5D doesn't turn off. It's still running in the background. It's, it's animating who you are. It's animating your whole life. So it doesn't turn off. It just goes in the background. So it's like if you're looking at your banking online, and, but you have Facebook on in the background, you go and you turn to the other page. Facebook's still rolling along, but you're, you are on the banking site. Then you're off the bank, you say you're back to Facebook, you're like, oh, well, guess what? The, 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 you know, YouTube is still running along, but it's not your focus, right? But it's still there. If you click on it, it's going to open up, and then you're going to watch a bunch of videos. So it's the same thing with your frequency versus your physicality, right? So when you get back on the, when you toggle your switch and you're going back to your web page of physicality, doesn't mean that your frequency is turned off. And so this is why it's so important to, you know, it's, it's fun to listen to a podcast and get some ideas and things, but it's really important to, steep, to, to take that deeper dive into fluency and, and really mastering your frequency side of yourself because it is way more efficient. It is way more powerful. And if you can incorporate that and understand how to toggle back and forth between those infrastructures and integrate the two, then everything you want is not only possible, but it is possible with a lot more ease. I'm not saying easy because you're going to have things that need to drop away and things that you need to sort of clear out and what have you, but you will have more ease because you'll be able to just say, your higher self will just say, go do that. You don't have to go through like six months of this kind of therapy and that kind of this and all this talking to your friends and procrastinating and all you know, when you when you have that relationship with your higher self, you can get that help through those rough patches without abandoning your dreams. And that's one of the big things I wanted to just reiterate today is your dreams, none of your dreams need to be abandoned. What you need to address is the dropping away of what stands in the way between you. And sometimes it's nothing that's standing in the way. It's something that you need to take in. Like you need to get educated in something. And that education is part of the manifestation of what you're desiring because all of this is prep work. So that separateness of saying, oh, you know, I asked for this thing and it didn't happen and now all I've got is crap and all these things are going wrong and everything's breaking down. And Yeah, 
something, the old is breaking away. And hold steady to the dream. A lot of people abandon their dreams so quickly because they use the, quote, reality of the 3D world and all that to prove themselves their dreams and desires wrong. And I'd like to see that stop. So I think that's it for today. I wanted to just really get in there and say, I don't think you're in crisis. <laughs> Your confidence might feel like, ah. Oh. But you know what? When, you, when you're a freshman in college, like when you're a senior in high school, you're super confident. And when you're a freshman in college, two months later, you're scared to death, <laughs> right? Like those kids you watch it, they're like, oh, you know, they're absolute pains in the butts at senior year. And then they hit freshman year and they're holding on to their parents' ankles. In fact, when I was in grad school and I was getting my MBA, I was a Mrs. – I don't know if I'm dating myself – Mrs. Garrett from The Facts of Life. I ran the dormitory. I was one of the residence hall directors, and I had a dormitory of 500 kids. And um, on move-in day, that weekend where the kids were moving in, and the parents, oh, my God, the kids were so much easier than the parents. The parents were absolutely berserk. Fathers giving me their business cards, calling me if my little girl, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, your kid is going to be off the walls in about 35 minutes as soon as you get off this campus. You know, I don't know. Um, and, uh, you know, but the the whole afraid, you know, the confidence level changes because the circumstances change, right? Uh, so it's it's don't don't get yourself don't judge yourself. You know, if your confidence is waning, you've probably graduated. You've probably graduated, and you're just not familiar with the new frequencies, or you know, there's something that needs to be shored up before you go. Just like if you're sending a kid to college, they have to make sure they have their vaccines and they have to make sure they have all their stuff for classes and they have to have their transcripts and they have to, have, you know, there's so many things, right? And all their emergency forms and, and insurances and, and what have you and um, book lists and all that stuff. It's just all the It's just things. It's just the things. And then all of a sudden they're in college and then all of a sudden they're out. They've graduated and they're on to the next thing. Okay, so give that some thought. If you would like to do a 5D frequency assessment with me and see if you are fit for any of our um, 5D Academy fluency programs, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at mari at support at ahamomentsinc.com, support at ahamomentsinc.com. And also, uh, the book is coming out in January. Uh, we, I will be revitalizing our Facebook group, High Frequency Living with Mari, so stuff is going to start happening there. Watch your email inbox for that. And another big announcement, I should probably announce this at the top of the show, but I'll send an email about it, is I will be doing a live retreat next year. It is not the old Summit by the Sea that I used to do. Um, it just downloaded to me about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so just figure out, put it out there. Um, I will be coming up with the – I'm getting the download. I don't come up with it. It's downloaded to me. But it looks like – it will definitely be here in La Jolla. It will definitely be um, by the ocean for sure. There will be a lot of um, work on the cliffs and, and what have you. But I will be getting information out to you guys about that probably in the next couple of months. I have to just sort out all the details of what what it is. But it felt really cool. <laughs> and I love doing live retreats, and when we had COVID, you know, of course, we had to shut all that down, so this will be a new um, 
a new event. But it's coming, and you'll hear more about it shortly. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's it for today. So we will end with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it, too. And in 5D frequency, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. See you next time.